Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coaches, today before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, CoachPad. Uh, no matter if you draw scout cards by hand or use a program on your computer, CoachPad will give you back time by never stuffing a binder again before heading out to practice. First 13.3-inch electronic device allowing coaches to clearly display scout cards outdoors in the sun has been a game changer for programs this past fall and those currently playing all across the country. This new technology allows coaches to coach and not the monotonous task of stuffing and dealing with binders on the practice field. Check out the CoachPad and CoachPad Mini on thecoachpad.com. Please make sure you check out our sponsors, our affiliates. And here is another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Um, today, uh, we have the offensive coordinator um, from Little Cypress, Mauriceville. Uh, Jeff Bro, uh, coach, how are you doing? Doing great. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I talked to your in a prior episode, talked to your off, uh, offensive line coach. Uh, we talked some wide zone, and um, both him and John Arnett have said a lot of positive things about you, obviously, um, and your head coach, actually. Um, and we'll get to John later because I always ask anybody that knows John if they have any stories at all, whether they're small, big, whatever. Um, but kind of before we get to any of that, can you kind of give your background on how you end up being the offensive coordinator there? Uh, well, like you said, I'm, I'm at Little Cypress, Mauriceville in Orange, Texas. Um, Orange is uh, about as far southeast as you can go in Texas. Uh, on I-10, we're the last exit before you get in Louisiana. So, um, and I'm actually from Sulphur, Louisiana, is where I was born and raised, which is only about 30, 30 miles from here. So, um, so from Louisiana, went to college ball in Louisiana, coached at a couple of high schools there. I've had um, about seven years of college experience at the FCS level and D2 level. Uh, and then, you know, now I've, I guess about eight years been in coaching high school ball in Texas. Um, first worked at a, a smaller school, East Chambers. Then I got a call from, you know, Kevin Flanagan over at Westbrook, um, where that's where I met a lot of these guys now that, that you're talking about. Uh, went to Westbrook and worked over there. Um, left to go to Lamar University, ended up back at Westbrook coaching for a good good friend of mine who got the head coaching job, Eric Peavy, uh, and became there. When I came back, started calling the plays there, was there four years, and now we're in our first year here at Little Cypress, Mauriceville. Okay. Now, I mean – like so there's a lot of ways I go with this, and because I, I mean, obviously I talked wide on the prior episode. Um, you do, got, you guys do a lot of stuff out of empty, and you're kind of um, you're empty. I think it was was 12 or 22 personnel. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know I wrote it down, but I can't even read my own chicken scratch half the time. But you do a lot of run game, whether it be wide zone or other things about that, and that's kind of what we're going to hit on today. Is 
But before kind of we get to that and you kind of share your screen and we talk about some stuff, how is your how did you kind of end up in this kind of offensive uh, philosophy that you have? Because obviously you kind of mess with wide zone here or there. Um, you're doing a lot of stuff out of empty run game. Um, what kind of caused you to develop your offensive philosophy? Man, that's that's a, a tough thing to bring everything together when you finally get your chance to call it. Uh, because for me, I've been in about every system you can think of. I played yeah. – college ball in a triple option offense i've <laughs> coached at a d2 where we threw it 50 times a game i've coached in a pro style offense i've uh i've kind of been around it all i've got to uh then being more of an rpo style of offense so uh once you're getting it all together and, and now you're calling the shots trying to put it together um there's a lot there but you gotta you gotta gotta have, have a system you gotta have something you can you know hang your hat on for us uh, in the run game, it's inside zone, wide zone, and power. I mean, that that's our baby right there. That's our three main run plays we get to. And with power, you got power read. Uh, we'll sprinkle a little bit of other stuff here and there, like pin and pull and, and, and different things, a little bit of counter. But uh, where we start is, is, is right there. And what we like to do is present, you know, a bunch of different formations for you to look at. We're trying to get a little more, even now, more in emotions and shifts and stuff. But at the end of the day, we're still running our three base run plays. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's kind of, that's kind of one of the things I've kind of, I don't know, seen more this off season or, uh, or maybe has been a push. You kind I mean, as you know, when you kind of, when clinic season starts or podcasts and all the stuff I do, you kind of see a trend of kind of what people are wanting to talk about or doing and I think formations, motions, and shifts kind of this offseason's uh, trend yeah. on kind of what to do. Like, I mean, obviously, defensively, the past two seasons has been the tight front and the three safety stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think this offseason, it's a lot more offensively. Well, our answer to all that crap is motions, formations, to where you have to figure out how to line up against this. And we're just going to run the same three or four plays. But <clears throat> we'll give you a bunch of different ways to look at it. Yeah. Um, is is that kind of how you view kind of the, the trends you got? Do you think football is just going in general right now? Is here's here's one here's their answers. Now here's our answers. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I believe that's that's kind of how it's working. And and like you said, it gets to be where that's the hot topic, and everybody wants to talk about it. And uh, emotion. And, and then the, the the cool part is, uh, you start seeing it all the way up, even in the NFL. Some of the stuff they're running with, you know. Yeah. Some of the things, some of those teams, you know, 49ers and, and, and some of those guys. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun to, to start to study that and to see all the different ways to, to do that stuff, to, to fit it all together. But, yeah, that is something big. And that's something, even like I said, we're, we're looking at more, adding a little more motion and, uh, and shifts and different things to our offense right now. Now, when you – I'm always here about this. When you're off – before we get to the film part and the – that part uh one last question before we go there is how much what is your I, I remember i think i've listened to i've heard june jones say it i'm pretty sure i've said her, how mommy said is there's kind of like an overhaul of like 10 to 20 percent each off season of their offense like stuff they take out stuff they add or stuff they bring back that they didn't do last year um i mean obviously you're constantly having to evolve 
yeah. what does that actually kind of look like for you? Because obviously you're talking more motions and yeah stuff, but how much is that overhaul typically for you guys, or how do you self-evaluate that? Yeah, you know, well, I think the big thing, it, it does from year to year. It, it, it morphs and it changes. And like you said, sometimes we go back to things we haven't done. Like I, I was telling you, uh, we got back into the wide zone last year. Yeah. Uh, we'd, we'd gone away from it, went more to a, an outside zone. It wasn't something we were doing a lot, but, you know, we'd got back into, and I talked to our old line coach about let's, let's start getting back into the wide zone and some of the things we can do off of it. But um, for us, it morphs being a high school football coach because year to year, it's depending on who you have and what kind of players you got, what kind of quarterback you have. You have a dual threat kid back there, um, you know, so our offense changes year to year and we've got to look at different things and go back to things we've done in the past, depending on our personnel a lot uh, is what it's dictated off of for us. But uh, we definitely study it uh, as soon as the season's over, start looking at tendencies and different things we've got. And, um, and as soon as I do that, then I start looking at personnel coming back for this year and how we need to change and adapt to what we have and to be the most successful we could be on offense. I put just a couple little things. Um, this was our first season being here at Little Cypress Mauriceville. And in this season, we went 11 and three. We're the district champs and we were the regional, got, uh, made it to the regional finalists. Um, if you, you look right there, the, the season before we got here, they were one and eight. So um, we had one of the biggest turnarounds in the state of Texas uh, this year. Um, offensively, I put a little bit of stats, you know, the 260 rushing yards per game, 120 passing yards per game. Uh, not where we want to be. Uh, but we, we come a long way, you know, com compared to what they were doing the year before. Um, I know, you know, at Westbrook, our passing passing yards per game were well over that. And that's something we've got to improve as in an offense, just our consistency. But you can see uh, from two years ago when they were averaging eight points a game. And we improved that to over 30. Um, at Westbrook, for four years there, we averaged over 40 points per game all four years and over 400 yards of offense. Uh, in 2018, we played in the 6A Division II state championship, and we lost by one point in front of about 50,000 people. So um, had some good offenses there, and we're, we're, you know, we're on our way here to getting it like we want it to be. But for our first season, um, we matched as far as they had been in school history, and I think we actually had the most wins in a season in school history. So we was able to do some good things. Um, and like I was telling you, inside zone, wide zone power, that's that's kind of our baby. And then what I wanted to talk about today was some empty, empty run game, uh, specifically out of 12 personnel. Um, it's something when you asked me to come on that I'm looking at the last three years that have been really good for us, and that, that has been it. That, that's the one thing I can look at and go, this right here, I've had more people ask me about our empty run game stuff out of 12, especially um, from the last three years. Um, and what it's done for us, there's two areas of the game, I think, like, has been really good, and that's short yardage, and that's in the red zone. Um, our red zone efficiency right now, when we get down there, I don't have the numbers, but it's it's off the charts. Like, when we get down there, um, we're scoring touchdowns, and, and it's helped us a, a lot. Our first, our first attempted field goal this year was in the playoffs. <laughs> now, now, we, you know, obviously we had a bunch of fourth downs and stuff, but um, – we, we've been pretty good last year when we got down there we were able to we were able to get it in so it's something that we've been uh we've been excited with now we do our offense we do base out of an 11 personnel i mean that's kind of what we do um but we we will mix it up 12 20 yeah. um 
this is just a base empty for us. What we've done and what we've got to is where basically we tag empty. We can get an empty from any formation that we have. You know, this is just a rip. You know, if our running back, the B's are back right here. Yeah. In the backfield, we're just in rip. Now we just one little tag. We go empty. He knows to go weak. Um, so basically, we can line up in anything we want to get in and tag for the running back uh, to get in the empty. Or we've got a tag for him to go to the formation strength. So um, it, it allows us with just having simple tags to get in tons of formations if we want to. Now, there's a couple we hang our hat on. Um, this is just one right here out of 11. Now we start getting into the 12 stuff. Here's, you know, our Y and our H. The back, again, away from the strength of the on-the-ball tight end. And then the one that I like the most, that we've got the most mileage out of, is right here. Um, our two tight ends. All right, we got our, our, our tight end on the ball. We got our, our offset tight end right there. And then our back away from it. I, I just think this formation for us has presented a lot of problems um, for defenses, trying to fit all the gaps. At the same time, you're, you, you're still got, there's still a lot of guys you got to cover right there. So with some of the runs we got in the rotations and the different things they're trying to give us, there's good runs, but then at times they're leaving things wide open uh, mm -hmm. because they're getting used to what we're running out of this and they're, they're, they're loading the box or they're doing different things to stop it. And, and then now um, we've got some other things we can get to. Um, and I'll tell you a quick story about kind of how this our 12 personnel run game came to be um, about three years ago at Westbrook. Um, we had, we had a phenom on, on defense. He just, he just signed this year with Texas A&M as a sophomore. He was a starting corner um, or safety for us, played a little bit of both, but growing up, he'd always been the quarterback. He's a dual threat kid, kid that can run and he's electric with the ball in his hands. So he's starting on defense for us, but we know there's gotta be a way we gotta get him the ball. We gotta get him in the game but we didn't get him much at practice. So um, what we came up with to be simple where he can get in there is basically we said, hey, let's do a different, basically 12 empty package each week, a different formation each week with him back there at the quarterback. That, that's his baby that he only needs about four plays and we can roll it each week, a different look. So that's what we did with him. And, um, you know, it, it's some of the just, hey, quarterback run game, quarterback power or wide zone, or we put the back in motion and now we're running our, our read plays with him. Um, so it was so successful that year, that, that year with him. We had a lot of coaches in the offseason asking us about it. We had one coach in particular in our district. In a, we were in a Houston-based district that told us that he spent that summer, they got a group of them, they all run the same defense, clinicking on, on how to align and how to fit the run game to that in the three-man front. And at the end of it, they're still struggling how to do it. So I, I said, well, we must be on to something pretty good here. If, if they're meeting all weekend with, you know, eight to ten defenses in the Houston area on yeah. this. So that's that's where we kind of took it and ran from there uh, with the, with this stuff. I mean, that's a pretty dang good compliment, though, Coach, that you, you get, hey, we're going to get ten defensive coordinators together and say, hey, how do we yeah. stop this one, essentially one package? And, well, and you're like, oh, there, there's a problem. Well, it's a yeah, it's a bunch of guys that they do this every year anyway. They all they they all come from the same tree, yeah, of, of the three four defense, and they get together every year. And he said this was the topic this year was uh this empty run game out of twelve and how how they're going to fit it with a three man front. We have kind of the same thing up here. We have we have a legendary coach up here who 
who's on his final year's coaching, but he's got a tree that's kind of spread that has it's like a multi. I mean, some still stick pretty true to his like yeah. five two, but more have morphed into three four. But they're all like part of the same tree. We have the same exact thing. I think every area kind of has one of those. The most yeah, part. yeah, yep. So the first couple of clips on here are just base runs out of it that we've done. Just a few, just to show you. Now, I will say, um, dual threat quarterback. You know, if you're lucky to have that. We've had that guy be this guy. I put a tailback back there, you know, so it, it's been different guys that have been back there. If you're fortunate to have that guy, that dual threat guy that can do it though, that that's the best of both worlds because, you know, now they got to honor that run, but you still got the ability to throw it down the field. So um, this is actually our tailback right here. Our quarterback actually got hurt in this game. All we're doing, this is just our wide zone coach. Coach, like you said, talked about it last week. That's just our running back catching it and, and, and running our wide zone, so just base off of it. This is our fourth round playoff game, uh, the regional finalist. Uh, close game. Our quarterback was hurt going into it, hobbled around, <laughs> tried to give it a go, hobbled around all night. Yeah. It was a tough one. Um, and, and here's – Here's at the previous school. Like I said, I've only been here a year, so I had to use a couple clips from, from Westbrook, yeah. too. Here's just power, you know. And, and I, that's why I tell Coach Coates all the time, we got we to gotta get to running more power. I mean, that from early on in my coaching career, I mean, I, I love running power and A-gap power, and we're, we're going to try to try to get to pounding that thing in there a little bit more this year. Now, can I kind of continue with this? How much in, in variety of fronts are you seeing? Because obviously you said they've met to kind of deal with it, and we're seeing some even fronts to start. But how, how much variety or di differentiation do you see in fronts when, when you pop this out week to week or even, even quarter to quarter? Yeah, starting to see more and more. Um, I guess, you know, us being in a new district this year, it was a little different, but you start to see more as you go and they get more film on you on it and watching it. But, um, and especially the secondary, you start seeing some, some, some different looks of how they want to play it and who they're rolling down and how they're playing things. And especially when we start putting our back in motion, how they're rolling to it. Uh, so you start seeing some different looks. Yeah. Um, some teams load the box, you know, but there's just a lot to, to, to honor there, you know, with the run game with two tight ends here. And then, you know, you put the back in motion and then, you know, you start rotating to it and spinning it. Well, now we make it back the other way. You know, there's just a lot to think about. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I like this formation, the way it sets up. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on here that, that you've got to be worried about from the defense's perspective. And, and, and I'm going to get to, this is just, we're just running power, right? We just teach quarterback, take a quick shuffle, let the guard get there, stay inside hip and let's hit it. Is that, is that kind of the biggest adjustment of this formation? And that's what I was just thinking about, whether it be wide zone or that, is just kind of the footwork because you're not having a typical handoff. Is that kind of the biggest thing that's kind of needed to be adjusted for this, or is there any other little coaching points that you kind of have to worry about? Yeah, with the uh, with the, the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some footwork things that he has to work just for timing, um, but it's 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 no big deal. Um, you know, we go through it through our hose polish, just just the patience of it. When there's no handoff right there, but you know this game right here in particular at Westbrook, um, this is a really good football team we're playing against right here. Yeah. They're they're 
top five, top ten every year in the state and six A the highest classification. We go we go into this football game with our starting quarterbacks out. He's not playing that week. And um, our backup is okay. Probably just can't get it done. So about 50% of the game, we're in this this uh with our with our tailback back there in this empty look to give us a chance, you know, against a really good football team. And we end up rushing for well over 300 yards and lose the game in overtime, um, basically missing an extra point. So against a really good football team, it at least gave us a chance right here without our starting quarterback playing in the game. It gave us something we could hang our hat on that where we still um, con controlled the clock, controlled the ball, and, and it gave us a chance to win. That, you know, that's just a little story about this little, little wrinkle we had right here. So let me get – that's just running power, but one more right here from us this past year. This is, you know, just quarterback power. And I'm not going to get much into the, just the, the blocking scheme of it. I know you, Coach Coach was on talking about the wide zone, but – No, and, and let's be honest. I mean, power is not very complicated. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's technique at that point. I mean, power – I mean – there's there's tags and variations you do, but power yeah. power. I mean, it's yeah, not. Power, yeah. So here we go with our, you know, motion in our back. And this is, you know, like I said, this is our tailback. Here's our quarterbacks in the game. Um, when we go empty most of the time, the guy we put out there is our tailback. We could put, you know, if we have a specialty guy that, that that's a speed sweep guy. Um, but here's where we get to our series we have with him in motion right here. Um, the first part is. Hey, it's inside zones what running. On this play in particular, it's it's just a fake. We're not reading anything. We're zone cut off with both of those tight ends. Okay. Yeah. We're just running inside zone with we're scooping the backside. Now I see there your the D linemen are essentially trying to torpedo you. How, yeah. how common what I mean, you typically see that against wing T and double wing and triple teams. How 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 much of a prevalence did that become for some teams that play in you? I, you know, I we started seeing late in the season, our la I think our last game of the regular season, and this is the first round playoff game. And we're running up and down the field and, and we get into the third quarter. And then, you know, we look up and this is a pretty good football team. I mean, and they got some big boys up there. They come from a, a loaded district in our, in our state in 4A. Yeah. And uh, we look up in the third and fourth quarter and, you know, coaches – you know, Coach Coach is telling me, but they're just dying. They're torpedo, you know. So it got to be something later in the season and rolling into the playoffs. We started seeing um, with our zone blocking that they're just trying to take us out. And, yeah. you know, this game in particular, you know, I didn't mind it. They were kind of just taking themselves out of plays, you know. Yeah. We, we, you know, you have to coach up a little bit. You're uncovered guy like, hey, let's not let them catch us both. Okay, let's let's let's, <laughs> let's slip that and let's get up to that backer. If they're going to do that, and let's You're not right. let them – You know, we're just we're, we're scooped, we're cut off, all right. And he's coming through, you know, with his hip right there. We're just trying to cut off the backside. You know, it's one of those deals. You know, you can get into it all night long. And I've had that discussion. I mean, duo <laughs> for us, inside zone scooping the backside. I mean, I know, you go back and forth, but it's it's about as close as we can get to duo. Yeah. And, and against a three man front, I'll take you know I'll run it quite a bit in that game. Yeah. Here's another one. We're just we're just motioning. He's on this play in particular. Like I said, he's just he's just there as a fake. 
they know when we call the scoop with it that hey he's he's running the football. I mean the the kid you got back there is a pretty decent athlete there too, coach. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. helps. He, he can go. He was, you know, when I first got here last year, and I started watching him run around, and, and you know they went one and eight the year before. I started going. I wasn't expecting to have you know a kid like that. That's like a four five four six kid at quarterback. But he's a pretty good athlete, really good baseball player. He's on all the relays on track, so we was glad to have him. I think one more of these, just kind of getting through it. Uh, and, and, and the thing you realize, and, and you'll see why when we start getting to the reads, is how it affects all these guys and how much different guys are in motion with it. You got linebackers getting out of their fits. You got secondaries kind of getting out of there. Got two of them running with him right here, and it opens things up. All right. So we got our scoop, and then and then now we're gonna run the you know the read play off of we're still inside zone for the old lines. What I like about all this, it ain't changing our blocking scheme any. Uh, but now we're getting to where our two tight ends are arcing. And I think a couple of years ago, you saw uh, Matt Canada make all this stuff really popular. Yep. He's a little more under center than us, but, um, you know, this is a, this is actually a two point play. We had run scoop and, and, and the zone cut off so much. They kind of quit honoring our tailback. So, you know, we called the quarterback say, hey, really read that, you know, that end right here. And we really didn't need to do a good job of really zoning with our right tackle, but, you know, we walk in, they kind of, Want to quit worrying about that guy? I'll get to the end zone to show you. Yeah, I mean, so obviously we're zoning. We want to read the first man outside the tackle when we do this. We got two arcs, and you got to kind of work that. I, I actually coach the tight ends here. You got to kind of work that their arcs right here to where they understand who's who's going where, um, and it's depending on their alignment right here. We're trying to slip this this on the ball tight end up to the safety number four, and we're we're trying to get outside shoulder right here and get the back to the edge. Good read by the quarterback on this two-point play. All right, same thing here. This is out of 11, 11 empty. Motion, same thing. We're zoning inside zone right. Yeah. When, when I'm in 11 with the motion guy, I'd rather power read a little bit more as opposed to when we have our two tight ends. But right here, we, we just run the zone with the – we call it swag when we're reading the backside end on the um, sweep away for the back. We're reading the backside end on zone. Tight ends arc, and you see pretty easy read by 34 right there. We can, I just tell if we can get outside, his angle's bad right there, we're giving the ball. Tight end, I wish he'd have been a little more, got a little more leverage on that outside shoulder, but we still managed to get outside. Yeah, like, I mean, your, your prior fakes, fake sweeps and all your just – quarterback running to me it looks like almost the overhangs are just kind of I don't know complacent and just soft sealing yeah. the edge I, I think it's almost kind of the term I'd use they're not they're yeah. not like hard edging anything oh I know yeah it, it, it's that times can get confusing for them with the different things we've done off of it um you know with the sweep we do so much with the tight end scooping and, and getting up in there where they kind of they kind of don't know where to fit at times.
Okay, here's a here's a fourth and two and, and in the red zone. And like I said, this is where we've seen the biggest help from this stuff. Short yardage, red zone. Um, I'll show you the wide right here or the tight. A uh, little bit different right here. Are both tight ends are on the ball. Okay, same same look though. Both tight ends on the ball. Zone left. Good read. Now, what I would have liked to have done right here, okay, because we're inside zone to the left, we're going to read the first thing outside the tackle. This is really our read. I'd like to see this tight end slip up, slip up to and get up to the safety. I mean, he ends up arcing and it works out. He arcs the guy. Um, but understanding the defense, they kind of went to more of a, a goal line, a six-man a six man look right here. But we're still fine. He, he, he arcs that guy. And, And then our running back's able to finish at the goal line right here and get in. Another look at it from the wide right here. And you'd like to see that from your running back, finish yeah. that run. Um, here's a little bit different version of that as far as, you know, we had the, both the tight end swagging or, or arc blocking. There's certain times when we see a three-man front, you got a five and you get a hard edge player. We just go ahead and scoop the on-the-ball tight end and we'll read, we'll actually read the stand-up, the outside linebacker right here. So what we're doing is we're, we're going to actually go ahead and zone cut up. We're going to slip him up to this guy and we'll actually read instead of arcing them both. I like doing that in, in, in different looks, especially when this guy's a hard edge setter right here. I want to just go ahead and read him. That can be a tough block on this tight end right here, trying to arc and get that outside shoulder if he's really hard. Um, so that's what you see right here. Comes in motion. We're reading the outside guy. We're scooping through. I tell him if he's going to play that wide and outside the on-the-ball tight end, hey, let's go. Zone up. You'll end up getting a safety or something if he's going to play that wide. Because nine times out of ten with him that wide, we're going to pull it anyway. We're running inside zone, so – So just some wrinkles, you know, just some wrinkles off of it. You know, all of it's the same inside zone for us. Um, I wanted to throw in a couple little other deals we've done off of this stuff. Let me get to the next one so you can see a little better. Yeah. Um, so this one, our, our, our empty back is to the formation. So it's just another wrinkle. We motion it, and we're actually running pin and pull to the right right here. Now – from what we've been doing off of it, you can see the rotation. You can see how it affects all three of these safeties. You can see the backside linebacker getting out of his fit. Now we're running it back over here to the right. We've got everything, you know, set up pretty good. That's nasty, coach. And like I said, it's just a wrinkle. We don't do this a whole bunch, but this week, you know, we saw how how hard they would rotate the secondary to the motion and um yeah. Come back with the pin and pull to it. I mean, that is a good little wrinkle just to be able to pin and pull back the other way. Got another one here. Same thing. Guard, backside guard kind of gets lost right here. He turns and seals that backer. We're probably walking in, but. Yeah. 
So just some more wrinkles we've got off of that that's helped us. All right, now uh, I've got a few clips here at the very end. I just wanted to show you, um, just to show you how it can affect, you know, you get your run games and they're, they're getting their fit, but the pops we have off of it with our tight ends. Like I said, in 11, I like power read a little bit more off the motion. And, and every now and then I, I see I see the secondary and, and see this backer right here getting that aggressive. We'll go ahead and, and, and read it right here. Or uh, ride right there and try to pop the tight end over the top. How, how much of your pass game were you still able to run out of this? Obviously, if, if you don't have a pure quarterback back there, it's a little different. But with having an athletic quarterback, how much are you actually still able to run out of these sets? Oh, uh, we we still do with our quarterback, like right here, if he, if it's, he's the guy, we're still doing all of our sprint out game, uh, quick game, um, a lot of the screens off the backside and different things. So quite a bit of it, we, we still are able to do. And, and like I said, you can create some big plays in the past game too. When, when, when you run it as much as we have in the last three years and people were concerned about it and how they're going to fit it, and then all of a sudden they're getting out of their fits. Um, here's one right here against a three-man front. It's an interception. <laughs> Shouldn't be because we run right by him. But I kind of just wanted to, to show the clip. Yeah. Um, let me go to the end so I can show you. So th this is one of those games we said, okay, we're going to go ahead and scoop that on-the-ball tight end, and we're going to read the outside backer who's trying to force. We're going to go ahead and read him. So as the game went, and we've ran that several times, we said, now off of our scoop right here, we're going to slip slip the tight end up. We're going to pop the tight end. Okay, and you can see how heavy down they are, man. You know, he's rolled down. He's, he's manned up on the tight end, but his eyes, and that's what happens right here. You see so much of the run game that we do off of their eyes get bad. You know, he takes four steps up the field. We run right by him. Yeah. Probably should be a touchdown. Uh, I think the thing that screws us right here, I always tell the quarterback on our pops, you can't drop, all right? We take those two shuffles, and you got to get ready right there over the top. He, he takes he takes a little drop off of off of the ride right here, and he's a little late. Yeah, it allows defense time to recover. And it, yeah, and it allowed him time to recover, um, you know, because initially right here you're thinking, we got him. Yeah. So each week that we, we go in and we're doing these plays, we're trying to think of a pop or something off of it in the passing game that can hurt them too. You know, the first thing I, I like to do if they really overplay it is fake them and make it back with my tight ends, you know, on the balls dragging and my tight ends coming back across uh, if, if they're really starting to rotate the secondary to the motion. Here's another pop right here. This is more out of 11. Same thing. We'd run power read a couple times, several times in this game through, through this motion and now we arc the tight end. We want it all to look just like we're running our power read. Shuffles by two shuffles yeah. by the quarterback. And now he's just slipping that guy. No, I mean, that's well run. But also, again, like with how well you guys run the ball, it kind of helps. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've got um, our two tight ends who are usually arcing as the, as the, the backs coming in motion. And we slipped that on the ball tight end right here. He's in his arc set. You know, that guy's been seeing that all game and seeing the arc and us either handing it or pulling it. And he's getting ready to get in that run fit. And we're running right by him. 
We scored twice in this game on just popping the tight end. And then just something as simple as this right here. Um, we're an empty. Here's our running back. He was asking about other things we do off of it. Here's just a little quick game we did off of it. Our court, our running back's a really good option runner. So they're in man. They went the man to it, and we we went ahead and, and tagged. We call it a dodge route for our running back right here. He's got the option route off of his man. He, as you can see, I mean, he, he kills him right there at the top. We're just running, a, you know, our speed out with our go up concept up here with, with the dodge route to the boundary. So just depending on how they're going to, how their coverage is going to be, you know, to some of this empty stuff, like you were just asking, we've, we've got quick game and some of the different things we can do off of it. Now, I curiosity, at one point during your install process, do you put this in? Like, obviously, this isn't your day one stuff. No, no. But, like, how far along in your install process do you start adding the empty package and kind of what you're able to do out of it? I will, um, you know, yeah, first couple of days is our base 11. The first thing we'll get out of our empty package is our base 11 empty out of 11 personnel. We're just ripped the backs. Uh, that 12 will come as we go later on down the road into the – a couple weeks, second or third weekend. And we'll slowly get into it as the season progresses. We'll slowly, yeah. hey, here's this formation, here's this, we'll run, you know, we'll add as we go um, throughout the season. But, but yeah, like like, like I said, the, the base 11 personnel going a little bit quicker on day about four of our install or something like that. And as we get going, um, we'll add more wrinkles to it. Okay. And this is probably, I think, our last, same thing, the dodge route right here with our running back, the way they want to cover it and the way they're they're lining to, to the run. Our two tight ends are here. They're probably already getting ready for him to go in motion. And we just snap the ball. He's running that dodge route again. That guy that far inside and turned, he's going to take this out route all day long. But like I said, this is just something that's first thing popped in my mind that has been really good for us and uh i kind of wanted to just share that and hopefully somebody can get something out of it short yardage red zone it's just a little wrinkle that that you're still running the same stuff up front with your guys yeah. inside zone wide zone power you're still running the same thing but it's it's presenting some different problems for the defense okay i mean i mean now do you do you have any, i mean obviously you can't tell me everything because obviously you'll have people watching this but how much do you reevaluate it each offseason on what to add or what to take away from it? Yeah, we'll, we'll look back. Um, and like I said, a lot depends on your quarterback, your running back. Do you have a guy that you feel good with um, being back there? But, um, and the, yeah, like the different things we do out of it. I, I'm the kind of guy, you know, and my coaches will hate me sometimes for it. You, they'll come in here wanting to add hey, let's do this, let's do this. And now I'm more of a, hey, let's stay with our base offense, stay with our base three runs. Let's get really good at that, you know. So when it comes to the other stuff, like the pin and pull stuff, that 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 was – that's week eight, nine. We said, okay, I, I feel good about it, this wrinkle right – you know what I mean? Like yeah. Coach Coates, on the, he'll come in here with some great ideas, and it's just uh, – even out of that empty stuff, and it's just – I like being – really good at the, the, the three or four runs we need to be really good at. And 
sprinkle in some here and there as we go. Um, but like I said, the, the 12 personnel stuff is a little different because uh, do you have two tight ends in the high school is always a deal. We, we actually next year, we may be able to get the deal. I, I like our, our slot receiver so much and he's such a tough kid that I'm going to line up next year with him as the, you know, the, the wing tight end where I don't have to change formation. I don't have to change personnel. Um, I was lucky enough this year, I had two tight ends I felt pretty good about. Same thing at Westbrook. But I really, and that's the best of both worlds when you can get in, you get in all the formations without having to change personnel. You know, I really like that a lot. And uh, having a kid that's tough that I think can block and do the things that we need him to do, I think it could be really good for him. Good. No, I mean, that's perfect, Coach, because I'm just kind of, looking about how, how much evaluation and evolving with it you can kind of go with. And obviously, I mean, you know, as I do, empty and 12 and 22 personnel things can cause some problems with alignment and who goes where and how yeah, defenses yeah. adjust. And obviously, at a certain point, people start torpedoing you, seeing if that solves some of the issues, which it usually doesn't. But um, kind of, I mean – Last thing I want to ask you is, and I mentioned at the beginning, I mean, and I don't, I don't think you know John as well as some of our other guests have, but do you have any good John Arnett stories or any Darnett things? Because I mean, like, Coach, Coach didn't have any great stories, but Coach had some good information about him being a painter. No, uh, no he, he's a great dude. He, like you said, he's really smart. He's one of the best throwing coaches I've been around as far as shot putting yeah. discus. He's really good. I think he might have had a state champion champion guy uh, championship guy at his last school last year he in the distance. But he uh, he's really good with that. He's a really good old line coach. Uh, I don't have anything great. Probably the only thing is last couple of years we go to the uh, you know my first name is Jeffrey, so Southeast Texas Coaching Clinic, um, which he's a part of the, the association. So they they have an annual clinic every year here in in, yeah. in Beaumont. And every year I show up and he's got my name tag and uh, says Joffrey. So they're <laughs> they, all day there. I walk by and they go, you know, they're picking on me. Hey, Joffrey, you know, what's going on, Joffrey? So he got me that first year, probably about two or three years ago. Now, every time I go back, I'm waiting to see my name tag and see, see Joffrey on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John. Well, um, coaches, uh, coaches, contact information will be in the bio. Uh, so if you want to reach out to him on Twitter, give him a follow. Uh, if you want to poke his brain a little bit more in depth on this than I did, uh, if you have any more questions or if you've seen our wide zone video as well, um, you can kind of poke his brain, poke their, their brains on kind of what they do. They do some good stuff down there and they're kind of building a program. Did a really good job at, at it kind of with the turnaround they've been able to do just in a year. That's kind of year two would be very interesting on what they're able to do. And um, like I said, even if it's on the kind of the option route, which we really didn't get too much into, but, if you're curious about that as well, um, and kind of, or if you want to kind of go back to any of our conversations, the tags will be in the bio. Um, make sure you check out sponsors, affiliates, all that lovely stuff. And then um, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that lovely stuff. Uh, but other than that, that was another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.